game described by two ugly gentlemen glory to columbus who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you mcbride's in the box a hard cross mcbride scores it's 3-0 united states welcome to bone and bean united happy soccer podcast day what is up i am bone and i am beam oh lots to get into today we had uh, plenty of champions league action this week we can discuss that U.S. men's national team. The rosters are set for the final friendlies before the World Cup. So are the kids. Kids. Yes, they're gross, but we can talk about that. Uh, the World Cup, speaking of, is going to be played in Qatar, and they've had a couple run-throughs now that have uh, not gone great. You don't so, say. Yeah, we'll we'll get into all of that uh, on the show today. We will also talk a little bit about how the Queen's death has really messed with my soccer, and so. <laughs> That's the most of you. I mean, in fairness to me, I'm not a subject of the queen. And also, I mean, (laughs) she did have a good run. I'm not saying I'm glad she's dead. I'm saying we had 70 years to get ready for this. Did we have to take three weeks? (laughs) That's all I'm saying. And we just move it along a little bit. Give me my soccer. Well, play. All I'm saying is, can't we play soccer and respectfully have the respectfully respectfully play soccer soccer and have ceremonies in other parts? But no, there's a there's still games this weekend that got canceled, including Manchester United and Leeds, which I was really looking forward to. Yeah, me too. Would have been actually I'm not looking forward to it because Leeds has been pooey of late, but they haven't played the last couple weeks. Their Nottingham Forest game got knocked off. All the games last week got knocked off. Scheduling's going to be weird. It's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to fit. Good thing there's not a World Cup jammed in the middle of this year, too, that will make this all very weird. Good thing there's not an all-star game either to jam in here somewhere. Oh, yeah, we can start there. And we will have plenty of thoughts on the crew. I'll get to those in a second. But plenty being one pretty much that you can already guess. But, yeah, let's talk about this stupid proposal. I don't even know if it's a proposal, right? It was just like Todd Bailey. like a TED Talk. Todd Bailey, who's the new owner of Chelsea. American owner owns uh, part of the Dodgers, rich guy, comes into the Premier League and says, you know what I think we need is a an all-star game. I think an all-star game would be really cool. They're big over in America. We should do something like that here. And I just, I don't understand. It's one of the most arrogant things I've heard in a long time. Right. Why would you come into a league that already has i mean every team you could argue is more like an all-star team right like yeah. that's the selling point of the biggest leagues in the world that's the selling point of watching champions league which i know is not just the premier league it's it's featuring other teams too but you're watching a team full of all-stars you're watching a select group of players and oh by the way if that combination of players who are all great doesn't do it for you they have these international competitions called the World Cup and in the, the Euros and all this other stuff where you then get to see some of those other all-stars arranged in different ways based on where they're from as opposed to who's paying them the biggest salary. Do we need a third iteration of Kylian Mbappe? Well, I know he, again, doesn't play in the Premier League, but like Kylian Mbappe plays in this league and in this team this part of the year, and then he plays in for this country during the world cup. But then also there's an all-star game where he plays with this other con- Like, do we need that many combinations of players? I think we got it. Like I just, Todd Bowley just strikes me as a guy who showed up to the party five minutes in and is like, yeah, this all sucks. Let's change it. And it's like, well, this is, this is not your party. 
Sorry, man. Well, and the reasoning behind that, the reason, and again, I don't know what he was talking at. It was some sort of like inno- innovators convention. Yeah. And have you seen the the movie that came out on Netflix with Leonardo DiCaprio and it was a couple of years ago. I th- believe that was Jonah Hill in it or somebody. I don't remember who it was, but what? don't look up. It was the name of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I know of it. I did, and not, there's this, I did like, not watch there's it. There's this innovator. It's like a play on from Elon Musk and how he's got a big brain and all these things. He's like, oh, you know, instead of stopping this asteroid coming at Earth, we're just going to leave Earth. But we have an idea. Like, we can stop it, but instead we're just going to use this. And he's like, big brain guy, thinking about all that. And I'm picturing, like, the audience of this meeting where he's at is like a room full of people like that, like innovators and everything that have these great ideas. But I'm just saying to myself, like whenever has that been a proposed idea? Never. You've got complaining McComplainerson, Jurgen Klopp, who complains about the Premier League schedule every week. Yes. Literally often. every week. The queen just died. Your schedule's already going to be a mess. And now you want to throw in another game in a week of stuff that's going on because you think that this can raise $200 million? In what capacity is that going to raise $200 million? Well, and also, it, are you are you at that? You bought into this, right? Like, Todd Bailey bought in to this league, correct? He decided to buy a team. Yeah. Then you're coming in saying, I got to tell you, we need to find a way to get some more money out of this league. Wait, what? <laughs> Why? Like, I, I guess I guess people do that. I was going to make an analogy to cars where, like, that's like buying a Porsche 911 and then saying, now I got to make this thing faster. I guess people do that, right? They buy a new car and then they instantly want to tune it up or they want to put some extra stuff on it. But at some point, you bought into the the highest level of soccer you can buy into and you're like, I now need to make it better. I've been around for seven minutes. Let me tell you how it goes. This is why people hate Americans. Okay. Like, let's not mm-hmm. do this gang. When I, I, I don't travel that much internationally. I know beam. You're like Mr. World traveler. You've been all over the place. I've been, got, I haven't been all, I've been to England twice. Is and, my world travel. And have you stayed in any particular apartments that involved characters from the Lord <laughs> of the Rings? Perhaps. And Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones? Yes. yes. All right. You've traveled to nether worlds, let alone the actual <laughs> world. Anyway. Middle Earth and Westeros. That's right. <laughs> yes. All I'm saying is when I travel to a little like other cities, let alone to outside of this country. The last thing I want to be do is I don't want to be the tourist. I don't want to be the annoying person. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to come in and be the person who goes to another city or another culture or another whatever and says, oh, yeah, this is not like where I'm from. I wish it was like where I'm from. This sucks. Why are you guys wearing Patagonia so much out here in Seattle? Right. It's like that's not – that's you. You you do you, and if I'm not Why are you wearing Carhartt would be my my – Right, right, right. I just (laughs) – I don't understand why you think you need an all-star. Let alone – never mind all this. Uh, Like all the things we just said are one thing. Did you see the CBS Golazo coverage that they the uh, the the Paramount Plus stuff that they do where yeah, they have with Kate Thier- Abdo and yeah Terry Henry is on there and Jamie Carragher. I saw that you tweeted it out at Bonebeam United. If you want to go watch it, yeah, I did not watch it. It's it's pretty great because it's Terry Henry basically saying like, that's fine for America. Well, why do you want to do it here? What, why do you think we need it? Who needs it? This is great. We love like we don't want that. We have not asked for it. The best players in the world play here we watch them that's what we want we don't want this idea you have and then jamie Carricker got into like it is it is just a stunning amount of arrogance to walk into the room and suddenly decide i'm going to now tell everybody how it is 
and and then it was brought up too. Kate Abdo was trying to like play a little devil's advocate, and she said, "But she does a great job." Yeah, she's she's fantastic. But she said, "Well, Thierry Henry, you played in one of these games, you know, in Major League Soccer." And he's like, "In America, right?" Like that's what they do. He's like, "That's what they do over there." Yeah, that's fine. He's like, "I'm not going over there," and I didn't go over there and say, you know, can't have an All Star game. I played in it, but. We're not talking about that. I also didn't go over there and thump my chest and said FC Cincinnati needs to be relegated. Right, right. He like, I mean, I'm sure if you ask plenty of European soccer players who have come over here, some of them would share their own opinions about that stuff. But again, they're being asked about it, and they were brought in because someone wanted their business. It's just You're, different. You, I, there's a difference when an owner buys into a league and says, "I, I like this. It's a good business opportunity for me." It's a great team. I respect everything about it. Now I want to change everything about it. Like if, if you became the, I, again, I don't, I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out other connections here, but if you became the wealthiest person in the world, you became suddenly able to be the highest booster at Ohio state. And then you said, Hey, uh, I have no connection to this school, but I, I want to be a booster. First things first, let's change these colors, purple and green. Good with everybody. Like <laughs> Why? You you yeah. opted into the scarlet and gray. You opted into all that stuff. You chose to do that. No one forced Todd Bailey to buy into the Premier League. He has. Now he wants to add something that we don't need. And I we don't need, by the way, an all-star game in Major League Soccer either, for what no, it's worth. It's, like it's that's dumb. also stupid. I'm a proponent of you don't need an all-star game really in anything. No, I don't think you I do watch either. the NBA all-star game because I some of the best athletes on the planet watching them do crazy stuff. Like I enjoy that. Yes. Major League Baseball All-Star Game, don't need it. NFL, doesn't even have one anymore. NHL's pretty good as well, but like that's things that we have here. I don't need to watch an All-Star Game for a team of soccer players when in England's capacity, they're playing 60, 65 matches in a season and literally days off are the most that they're bringing to the table and are getting the most time out of that. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Well, the other part of what you just said there is when you think about All-Star Games in America, why do they all start? It was because a lot of times, I mean, yeah, it was probably for TV and get some extra money and stuff like that. But it was also because there was a time in American sports where if you liked Bill Russell, you were never going to see him playing in any other uniform than a Celtics uniform, yeah. right? Or so you thought. I mean, obviously, that that that's how things typically went. If you liked Mickey Mantle, the only time you were going to see him playing was with the Yankees. Mm -hmm. And then free agency came a thing, and I'm glad it did. It's a good thing for sports. It's a good thing for the athletes to have more agency. They can move around. But the other part of that is now you get to see guys who maybe didn't always play against each other get to play against each other. You have in Major League Baseball interleague play been introduced, so you see matchups you didn't always see before. The All-Star game was cool back in the day for, I'm sure, people who grew up in the 50s and 60s and 70s because you got to see matchups of players who would otherwise possibly never play each other other than in the World Series right. if they were lucky enough to get there. These two, so, these, I mean, if, if you break it down in the north and south, how Todd Bailey said that he wanted to wanted to do it, like the Premier League teams each play each other once on the road and at home. These guys are already playing each other. They're already playing each other in international matches via World Cup or qualifying or friendlies or whatever. Like, I don't know. If it's a northern team, do I really need to see Virgil van Dyke supply a ball to Bruno than to supply it to Erling Holland? It's like, yeah. I, no. No, but, but at the same point, I mean, stick around long enough and you'll get to see whatever combo you want to see. Right. Either in the World Cup, because some of these guys play for their national teams, which are of the same country, or... If you watch enough Champions League, watch five years of Champions League soccer, and in the first year you watch it, 
pick the guys you're like, I'd like to see this player. I'd like to see an Erling Holland playing with this guy. You're gonna you got a chance to. You know why? Because because Erling Holland moved to Manchester City, mm-hmm. and you know who Manchester City's gonna get next year? Whoever's the best, <laughs> right? Like you know, Jude Bellingham. I want right. I want to <laughs> see Cristiano Ronaldo playing with some of the greats. Guess what? You you knew if you followed his career, you were gonna get to. Did you? I'd like to see Cristiano Ronaldo playing a Champions League game again. <laughs> That would be a thing. It's pipe dream. Well, he's got to get on a team that can get there. <laughs> That's all I know. All I'm saying is like, there was a time I'm sure when someone was like, boy, could you imagine if that Killian Mbappe and that Neymar were on the that same Messi team? Messi guy. And Lionel Messi, Whoa. all on the same team. They are. You don't need an all-star game. You need to watch more soccer, Todd Bailey, and then get back to us. But I don't know what kind of dream combo you need. Obviously, he's only thinking in the in the purest sense of, I take this product, I mix it up and repackage it, and then present it to TV sponsors. Right. They'll want to pay more money. And he's not wrong. You put an all-star game together, it'll, uh, yeah, it'll it will make, make money. millions and millions of dollars. Do we need it? No. Does he need it? More no. isn't always better. It's not. You're absolutely right. You can be overexposed to anything. For example, you can be overexposed to a team that constantly gives up goals after the 75th minute and you can get so worn out and watching that team that you just say, you know what? I kind of hope it don't make the playoffs at this point. Who could we be talking about other than the Columbus crew? Negative bone. Hey man, it's not even negative. It's just, I mean, it's just factual. I don't even know what to say about this team at this point. Let's go back to Friday before we, before we jump. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. ahead. Miami. Yeah. It was horrible. First and foremost. I mean, you're up to nothing. Yep. 88th minute or whatever it is. There's just this undying sense that this team is going to give up a goal. And it's not just like, oh, you got a pit feeling. I mean, it's become literally statistically correct that they just can't do it. And on some of the off occasions where you actually force yourself back into a tie by getting a late goal, like FC Cincinnati game, which seems like an eternity ago, it's just a really disheartening thing. Because for so long, you've heard... Caleb Porter come out and say, oh, points good. Points good. This is, we're really, really close. We're really close. And then all of a sudden you tie that game up in Montreal, which you're up two nothing with five minutes left to go. You yep. end up drawing that. Yep. And then you go down for a midweek fixture against Miami, a team that you just beat a couple of weeks ago. I know there's a two and a half hour weather delay. And all of a sudden through the course of five days, you say, oh, we need to get our act together. We need to be better. It's like, no, man. I mean, Fans have been pointing this out literally the entire year. What did I say at the beginning of the year, Bone? What did I say at the beginning of the year? I said, game number one is as worth many points as game number 27. And they started dropping games earlier in the year. And then they started tying it. And I said, you're going to look back on this, and hopefully you don't regret it. You bring in Cucho. That's a Band-Aid. Everybody gets excited because he's a wonderful player. And he gets a goal down in Miami feeling good. You knew it was going to go sideways, and it did. I mean, the lack of... It's really, it's stunning. The fact that you can sit there and say the whole year, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. We need to get our stuff together. We're fine. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And then with four games left to go in the year, after getting your ass kicked down in Miami in front of like 13 people, you're going to want to say, well, now it's panic time. It's been panic time since game number five. Yeah, you're right. And and just last week, we had to hear from Caleb Porter. How about like, I think this team's three or four games away from peaking. And then, you know, now... We are hearing from him, same guy, a week later saying, I, I got to tell you, I, something's got to change. It's like, yeah, I know. I know what has changed, buddy. We know. Um, but let's just 
go into the facts here real quick. Crew have dropped 18 points from a winning position this season. That puts them among the tops in the league and uh, tops of being worst <laughs> yes. in that category. 18 points. 18 nice. points. Good. That they, I mean, again, from a winning position. From a, yes, you all you had to do was maintain what you were doing, and you'd have like stay in the lead. You'd have 18 more points than you do now. That would put you up clearly in the top four. That would mean you're probably making a run at Supporter Shield because you probably have a lot more momentum. But whatever. That's not. That's the pipe dream. That's not happening. When the crew have a lead, they have a minus seven goal differential oh in the God. 75th minute oh and beyond. My God. That is the worst mark in the league in that situation. This is from Mike Arace, by the way. He he put that stat together. It's like reverse Fergie time. Yeah. And when the crew are ahead or tied past the 75th minute, they're minus 10. <laughs> also worst in the league. They have conceded 14 goals after the 75th minute. Worst in the league. So it's not like we're talking about, oh, man, they just melted down over a couple games. And this is these are numbers that don't just happen. In a span of a few weeks, this has been a season long problem for this team. Quite honestly, it's gone a few years for this team and Caleb Porter last year. Everyone could point to, Oh, look at how many injuries we had. Of course. Cool. cool. What's your excuse this year? You added one of the biggest transfers in MLS history to this roster after making one of the biggest MLS transfers in the last five years, a few years ago in Lucas El Rayon. He's still there. Cucho is here. You have a team largely built of veterans who won an MLS cup. That's your problem. You need to make one or two decisions next year because I don't care if they make the playoffs or not. They're not doing anything. I mark it down. Please play this back for me when they're in MLS cup. That's fine. I'm glad I'd be glad to I'm be actually, wrong. I'm going to, we can bookmark, we can bookmark pages on our audio recording. Equipment. That's great. Do it. That's that's marked. I'd be glad to be wrong. I would be of thrilled course. for Caleb Porter to tell me where to shove it at where I'm wrong here. Here's the, here's the changes you have to make at the end of the season, and it's one or the other. It's not both. You either have to get rid of all of the players who have all this talent, who have shown they can win a championship, who have the pedigree from world soccer to know that they can score goals, they can defend, they can play well in these spaces and make plays when necessary. You need to get rid of all of them because they have no heart and get a whole bunch of guys who've got a lot to prove. Because Caleb Porter is incapable of motivating guys who have already won. He is great at getting most of a group of guys who need to show you that they are champions. He can motivate them. They can tolerate his tactics and yeah. his yelling at them and all this other stuff. He can you can tolerate him because you say, well, yeah, we just got to get there. We got to get done. They're hungry. The biggest challenge for a manager after you win that championship is now how do we get Staying that hunger hungry. to stay hungry? Yeah. And Caleb Porter does not know how to do that. It's been proven everywhere he's been. He wins a championship, declining results ever since. So either you need to get rid of all those guys who have championship pedigree, who all know how to win, who have shown a clear lack of heart this season. I'm not letting them off the hook. Or you replace one guy who can actually motivate them with someone else who might actually get the message through to say, you're better than this. You can play at a better level. Seems like an easy call to me, but I don't know. Maybe the Haslam's they'll pick option three, which is do nothing, go to political fundraiser. That'll be all that we get from them. So I'm guessing we'll just have nothing happen this off season. I'm guessing nothing will change, but 
I'm very down on this team. I don't know if you could tell Beamer. Oh, a little, no. little frustrated. You seem to be real peachy right now. A little frustrated. Well, the fact that you have stats to back it up, too. Tell, again, and if, it, you know what it would be? If Caleb Porter was out there every week in front of the media going, guys, you know what? I know. I know we suck. I don't know what to do. I'm at my wit's end. We're trying everything we can. We're Here's what we're doing. Oh, by the way, I'm shifting this guy around. We're moving this around. We're changing everything. We're doing anything we can to fix this because even though, yes, we're in a playoff position, it's not good enough. Instead, what we've had up until this week has been him saying, what? Clouds? I see nothing but blue sky. And you're like, it's raining. It's There's thunderstorms. No, I don't, I'm not getting any rain on me. And it's like, yeah, because you're standing under an umbrella or something. I don't know why you don't see it, but everyone else sees it's raining and it's not good. And he looks at you and says, seems sunny to me. Seems just fine. That's where I get annoyed as much as anything else. So we'll find out. What is it? Four games left? Yeah. All right. By the way, your opponent's not the easiest on the schedule either. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Is that is that because maybe like uh, you get Portland, you get Orlando, you get Charlotte and you get Red Bull. So. You go. That's good. I'm forever the optimist too, and I'm having a tough time doing the math here. Yeah, like well, I really I mean, am. I'm an optimistic guy. They are. They are. They are in the playoffs as of right now. That may change uh, because of I just don't see the results coming for this team. But even if they do, your best bet is you're getting like maybe the last spot in, and then what does that do for you? Do you now have to go play the toughest schedule you have that anyone could play? to make it anywhere in the playoffs. And then we'll hear from like, oh, well, what are you supposed to do? We play this team or that team. They're tough. Yeah, but you're better than what you are, and you should not have to have this road. You should have a home playoff game. You should be better at home, by the way. There's that too, but it's a whole other story. Maybe it'd be better if they go on the road because they might actually be able to do something. All right, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will talk Champions League. We will recap that. We will get into a little bit of discussion about the World Cup and the possible roster moves the U.S. men's national team could make and how Cutter is uh, not off to a great start getting all that done. We'll do that next. Bone Beam United brought to you by Zaptic Italian Village. What a moment! Now back to Bone and Beam United. Brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. All right. Sorry, the uh, the last segment was pretty much all of us just uh, me just ranting and raving about the crew and all-star games and all that. Try to move on to other things now. Does that sound good, Beamer? Yeah, more positive outlook. On you know stuff. what? I'll give you a positive outlook. I watched yesterday my plucky little underdogs, Sunderland. Nice. They had a nice victory uh, just the other night. I was watching some of that on ESPN+. Plus. Looked like world beaters, three nothing win. They've been off to a flying start. Who were this they year. playing? Uh, was it? Oh God, was some it? fan you are? No, I was watching. It was. Uh, it was. I, I don't want to say it was. I think it was Reading, but they were. As I'm watching, I'm watching it during the show, and I actually like kept looking over and seeing goals. They they played Reading to a three nothing win, and they had three goals in a span of seventy minutes. Nice. Like, it was just an ass kicking all the way around. So. Uh, looking at the standings right now for them, they are in sixth in the championship. All right. Three points off the top spot. Your championship rundown, just for what it's worth, Sheffield United, Norwich, Blackburn, Reading, who was, again, ahead of Sunderland in the standings. They are the team that uh, Sunderland has just demolished. Burnley and then Sunderland in sixth. So doing all right. Watford, by the way, my team from last year, <laughs> down in 10th. And that's who Sunderland plays this weekend. So, uh, geez, you're torn. Who are you cheering for in that one? There's no torn. I'm always Sunderland first and foremost. Until you die? Yeah, Sunderland until I die, of course. But 
I don't get to root for them in the Premier League yet, yet. So I've adopted Premier League teams like Leeds United, who may never play a game again because <laughs> the Queen died and we can't play soccer. So, by the happens. way, uh, my guys this weekend, if you're uh, keeping keeping track of Southend United, who have been dropped out of the professional tier altogether. Get so Ryan sad. Reynolds this weekend. Oh, are they Rexham. playing Wrexham? Yeah. I still have yet to watch. Have you been checking it out yet? I watched the first two episodes when it aired, and I haven't caught back up again. I mean, so it's it's been tough. Like, this is a very busy part of the year for I, me and you Yeah. Uh, t- together with, you know, college football and NFL and, of course, playoff runs and podcasts and all kinds of stuff. So I have been unable to watch the – Welcome to Wrexham, other than the first two episodes. First two episodes, very good. Yeah. Crash course yeah. in, like, English seer system. But, yeah, Southend, get Wrexham this weekend. Oh, that's fun. And I hope that becomes, maybe they'll uh, make their way onto a future season. Southend, by the way, 14th in the table. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So they've got a ways to in go. In the just National get, League. And that, Oh, well, that's good. At least they get to play all the American League teams this year. So that'll be fun. <laughs> all-star game. That. Yeah, yeah all-star game. Like, start it for that Absolutely. league. Perfect. Um, all right, let's talk about a slightly higher level of soccer than uh, National League in England. That would be the Champions League, UEFA Champions League. I'll just start running down some scores, Beam. You'd pop in with anything, okay. any thoughts you have. Uh, Inter Milan, uh, they beat Victoria. <laughs> I love how you always say Milan. Yeah, too. I just want to make clear. I don't yeah, want you, you to think to. it's Inter Miami. Mm-hmm. Victoria Pilsery lost to them 2 to nothing. Inter Milan got that done. Uh, 2 nothing was the score as well for Tottenham, but that's not them on the top there. That was old Sporting that got it done from Portugal, right? Yeah. Sporting, uh, sporting Portugal. Sporting Portugal. Sporting Club Portugal. Sporting, yeah, CP, right. So 2 nothing loss for Tottenham. Not great. Liverpool 2-1 over Ajax. Mm-hmm. Bayern just blowing out Barcelona 2 to nothing. But, yep. I mean, it, it's a they're dominant in Champions League early every year. I don't know why Bayern is like this, but they are. They are. Uh, so Pedri had a, I mean, of course, Robert Lewandowski coming back to Bayern was the storyline in that game. Robert Lewandowski has been on a tear in La Liga. He goes up, he faces against Bayern, and they keep him off the score sheet. Really kept him in a box uh, all game. Didn't have any great opportunities. I think it was Pedri had an opportunity. It was beautiful little uh, back and forth play from Barcelona. Pedri has a great opportunity to make it two to one. Uh, he can't get that done. Barcelona can't finish over the over the line. Uh, and Bayern do get it done. It was one of those games again. If you've watched Bayern before and you've watched them again, like two nothing. Okay, it's not going to blow you away by the score line, but they were in control of that for the majority. That's what of the I'm game. saying. They were yeah. they were the dominant team there, even if Barcelona was not uh, that far away. Two nothing's not the most lopsided score line you'll ever see, but the game itself was fairly lopsided in Bayern's favor. Uh, in favor, I don't know why I said favor. Uh, Club Rouge, 4 nothing winners over Porto. That's surprising. That was a bit surprising. Because Porto was at home, too, and they just got thrashed. They got demolished, yeah. Club Rouge always uh, a little bit tricky there in Champions League. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, one nothing winners over Marseille. Shocking. And that was also a shocker on the road for, for Frankfurt. So Because uh, I think Eintracht Frankfurt, if I'm correct... Sitting like 12th or 13th in the Bundesliga I right think now. you're right. I don't think they're having the best year, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen, speaking of some German teams getting it done, 2 nothing over Atletico Madrid. Now, that was at home for them, but, uh, you know, Atletico Madrid, obviously one of the more, one of the better teams in Champions League. It's the worst the brand of soccer in the entire world. Worst brand of soccer, but I can't watch them. I, I told you this. We went over this last week. I cannot watch them play. And somehow they managed to be on my TV like every week. Who would you rather watch? Uh, Atletico Madrid for a full game or the Columbus crew after the 75th minute? Atletico Madrid. 
Exactly right. Good answer. Shakhtar Donix uh, tied it up with Celtic. What so a they great had a little story one-one. that would be. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that would be huge. That'd be so good. You're talking about for Celtic? No, I'm talking about for Shakhtar, if they could make it through. Obviously, with everything that's going on in Ukraine, they're returning uh, for coming back. Like, yeah. Got the win in the first week, drew at home against Celtic. Like, that would be pretty remarkable if that yeah. were to happen. I mean, but, I mean, Celtic's not usually right. getting up in the Champions League yeah. either, so that would be pretty cool if both those teams could find it a way sucks that through. they both got drew in the same group. Uh, yes, it did. That is too bad. Uh, AC Milan got the 3-1 win over Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, Rangers... Also Sadly. not a team that fares well in the Champions League usually. No, no, not not particularly. Uh, Rangers, 3-0 losers to Napoli. Napoli is uh, rolling so far. They're pretty good, man. That's um, I know they can't really be a dark horse team because it's Napoli, for God's well, sake. But it's but I don't think that... I mean, I guess yeah, when you compare like them like PSG and Bayern. And, but if you look, I mean, yeah, yeah they... They have some firepower. They're a good team. They obviously have a history, but I don't think Napoli is like. Yeah, you're right. The yeah, I wouldn't call them like a perennial power in the last ten years in Champions League by any stretch. They've been very good, but yeah, this is a nice. They've they've got a nice team right now. Chelsea uh, tied up with Salzburg one to one. I don't know why I keep saying tied up. They drew Salzburg. You get it. That was at home. Uh, also, Real Madrid two nothing winners over RB Leipzig. Mm-hmm. So the Red Bull team's not. Uh, either tying or losing either way there. Uh, Copenhagen, nil-nil draw with Sevilla. I'm sure everybody watched. Did you watch? I know I didn't. I did not watch the second half. Uh, and then we'll get into the the last couple here that we will run through, and then we'll move on. Juventus, 2-1 to one losers to Benfica. Yeah, that was at home. Tough for them. It because is. Because Juventus has zero points through two games played. I was watching part of that game. Well, I had the Galazzo thing on. Yeah, it's, uh, they, and they do a very good job. Yeah, and I saw I saw Juventus scored one, I thought, pretty easily. And then I didn't get to watch, like, the whole game. But mm-hmm. I, it, from what I saw, the little bit that kept popping back in, it looked like Juventus was kind of carrying the play, and they had a couple chances early on in that game, and it must not have gone their, their way the rest of the way because, yeah, I did not expect to see that they were going to be 2-1 losers on that. Uh, PSG, no problems with Maccabi Haifa, 3-1 to one win there for It was pretty PSG. awesome, though. Uh, Maccabi Haifa scored first, and I'm like, oh, boy, this would be. That would have been an upset. This is going to be awesome, and then PSG happened. PSG just, yeah, does what they do. And then kind of the one of the big marquee matchups, mm-hmm. I think at least, Man City, 2-1 to one win over Dortmund, and they got rescued by some guy named Erling Holland who hit one of the craziest. I mean, it's not that crazy in the grand scheme of things, but just one of the most athletic goals I've ever seen where he's basically what a ball in too, by the way, great ball in. And then he's up. I don't know f- like his hip bone is five plus feet in the air. Yeah. He's almost parallel to the ground and he like slaps this thing with his leg. I, I don't know how he did it. I don't know. How he, I don't know how he scores half the goals. He does. He's I don't incredible. either. Uh, he is pretty remarkable and you're right. He was literally just flying through the air uh, and then foot, extends it seems like 19 feet away from his body as he's traveling at 35 miles an hour and puts it right on the roof of the goalie and they score in the 80th minute and they score in the 81st or excuse me 84th minute uh to get that done but yeah big win for city over his former club in which jude bellingham scored so get used to that name because apparently he's going to go to liverpool next summer and be the hero that they all dream of yeah yeah you would that sounds like a plan we'll see if it actually comes together but yeah, it, it that Erling Holland goal too it reminded me of 
like when you're a kid, if you were trying to think of what a cool goal to score would be, that. you'd be like, I think I'd score one like that. And then you try to do it in your backyard and you'd look like an idiot. Yeah, and you're like, I can't do that. But in your head, you'd be like, no, I, I look pretty cool. I, I think I'm doing sweet. it. And, and then, but you don't, and you can't do that. He does it as a grown adult in like the biggest leagues in the world. Yeah. And it's it's jarring. It's, it's mind boggling. Uh, speaking of Europe, Premier League has postponed Arsenal versus Manchester City. Mm-hmm. So the Gunners can play PSV in the Europa League. Uh, because that had to be rearranged uh, because of other issues with scheduling. So, yeah, this this Premier League schedule is going to be a bit of a mess. Um, so they this game, Arsenal versus City, was supposed to play, be played on October 19th. That's going to be moved to right. a later date because Arsenal is now going to play PSV on October 20th. So UEFA worked this out with the Premier League, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of problems with scheduling over the next, I don't know, few months to yeah. get this all sorted out so it's going to be pretty wild obviously they they canceled every match last weekend yep and you thought okay maybe you can get into stuff this weekend which is really weird because i mean cricket There's seven out of ten that are playing this weekend but like cricket was playing across england and it was really like a pick and choose and i know that fans were upset about it. it's like well you know take this time it's what the queen would have wanted <laughs> i was like i'm not is it, i i, I don't it, know i don't know but sure. also whatever man i don't know i guess i'm just I also don't, I, I don't look at death the same way. Like when I go, when I pass, like I'm cool if you, I'm cool if everyone doesn't just stop their lives, but I know that's not how it works with the queen, right? Like you, they've had this plan in place for years of what they were going to do when she passed away. Mm-hmm. Right. So they have all these ceremonies, they have all these things. I do feel for King Charles the third now, because like if he does grieve, I don't know if that's like how you are when you're in his position, but if you do grieve for your mom dying, like. There's no time for that. He's instantly off signing documents king. and now you're the king. Right. Yeah. You're you're running everything. Like I don't I don't know how that works. That would be very odd. I don't know how it works either, but what I do know is that United and Leeds were supposed to play and because of police presence and you know, there's like a rail worker strike that was happening, which you're affecting games around the country yeah. too. Like it was just a it's very odd. And that City Arsenal game, which was gonna be down the road next month. Yeah. They've already postponed that to make up for other grounds, and it's already gonna be a crowded calendar because of the World Cup being played in November. And now trying to think of like how are you gonna make these games up if teams are gonna make deep Champions League runs, like FA Cup, Carabao Cup, like all these things happening, and I'm just glad that I'm not the schedule maker because it seems like it's going to be an abject disaster. Can you imagine showing all of those schedule rearrangements to Jurgen Klopp, even though they don't necessarily affect his, his head team? Would pop off of and his he body. Would, he's just yes. I I I don't know. I hope he'll be okay. <laughs> I don't see him being very broken up about the Queen passing. I see him being very torn about how many games his players are going to have, and rightfully so to some degree. Oh, there's there's a lot of games that are going to be. Uh, some fixture congestion congestion here, that too. So the World Cup 2022 final venue in Qatar on Friday, yeah. they had a uh, they had a little bit of a trial run to see what would happen at this uh, this place. the The Lusail Super Cup was played at the new Lusail Stadium and hosted a large crowd, eighty thousand seats, largest of Qatar's eight World Cup stadiums. Said it had seventy eight thousand people there. Okay, so nearly at capacity. Um, so the temperature at the stadium was 93 degrees, but there was a ton of humidity. Okay. Now this is still a couple months away from when we're going to be playing world cup yep. games, but it's 93 degrees. Now there, uh, the stands were out of water by halftime. Jesus. And there was none outside. So people had been filing out of the stadium pretty much the entire game because of just how bad it was. And there were people 
uh, there's a quote in this story of a man carrying a sweaty toddler who said, let us through. We have children. We need water. Is there water? People shouting. Look, I mean, it should not look like a humanitarian disaster to mm-hmm. play a soccer game. You know what I mean? Like that's that seems problematic. I know that that is one of the wealthiest nations per capita in the world, but just because you have like a few billionaires in your country or a lot of billionaires in your country doesn't mean your country's infrastructure is set up to host a World Cup event, like a month-long series of games that are going to involve 60,000, 80,000 people going to every one of these stadiums. You know, I was looking at the square mileage of Qatar the other day when this story came out. Yeah. Just, just to think of like, all right, how how big is Qatar? Because I didn't know how big the country was. Like, I'm not yeah. thinking anything about that. Right. So I believe Qatar's like four point something. Four million square miles. Okay. To give you a sense, the state of Connecticut is like six million square miles. Yeah. And that's not a big state. Not a big state at all. So you're exactly whether you're right. playing the World Cup is literally is one of, is in one of the smallest states square square mileage wide in the U.S. Now Rhode Island's like 1.8 million square miles, and it's by far the smallest. And I just got started to think about this because apparently cars aren't a big deal, and they want everybody to take mass transit, which is great. Like, yes, I think that's fantastic. Sure. Do that. Make mass transit. Make mass transit a thing, especially here in Columbus. That would be better if we had mass transit. But so I was also reading a line that, you know, the – and I didn't know how to do the math on this because my brain doesn't work in the metric system because we're here in the States and I do mileage and everything. Right. They said that the walk from the – field the walk from the stadium in which they're having the cup finals 400 meters away from the nearest transit station okay so 400 meters away which doesn't seem very big at all they said the line to get in because everything was so packed and this transit system wasn't running properly stretched to like 2.1 kilometers oh god that's yeah so 0.4 kilometers would be right 400 400 meters so you're talking yeah like Five times. And they said it was wrapped around like, a parking lot. There were ambulances that were couldn't keep up with the amount of people that were going down. It's like this is one game. You had this is one game. You're gonna have a month long of this. Four of you're gonna have four games a day, right? For the first two weeks. I think it's three, but re- three doesn't matter. Four, whatever. You're gonna have three doesn't or four matter. games a day in multiple cities. It seems like, and and maybe we're overreacting. And trust me, this is not. I would love for. Like FIFA's stated goals of let's build the game around the world. Let's let everybody have access to this yes, game. That, great. That would be great if that was your actual thing. What you're doing instead is you are taking one of the smallest, just size-wise, countries in the world, one that does not routinely have this amount of visitors showing up to it, and you are building multiple stadiums in a span of 10 years, many of which involved humanitarian crises to get stadiums built mm-hmm. not even talking they don't about want that. to talk about they don't want to talk right about that. of course but all that is happening to say look see it'll work and i feel like and you they know what? Are, it might I, it, it might man but god I'll tell bless you, them if they can pull it off if it does it feels like they're balancing a feather on a safety pin like it just yeah. it maybe you can do it but it seems like the odds of that working out are slim to none so yeah, I, I have no. This was one game. One game, and you had and people screaming and saying, "My kids, please let me get water. Is there water anywhere? We need to get water. It's so damn hot here, and we don't have any water in the stadium, and the lines are insane, and we had to wait two hours to get on a train to get." I, I know what people. Some might say, "Well, you go to a big event. What do you expect?" I don't know. I expect to be able to like. I expect one of the or, most important organizations in the world to have some forward-facing thoughts. 
on what they actually did 12 years ago. And now all of a sudden that the World Cup is two months away, you're saying, oh, everything's going to be fine. Like, yeah, I, I just, I don't see how it's going to work out. <laughs> I really don't. I don't understand how it's going to work out. Um, I'm right. excited for it. I will watch. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch too. I just, I, I am, I'll just say it here. I hope that we get to watch all these games and that they're scheduled and they happen as opposed to, well, this game was supposed to start at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, but it's been postponed to four because people can't, people get, can't in, get in. Ticketing, ticketing is bad. Mm. Something happened with this infrastructure thing we didn't anticipate. Uh, last thing real quick, U.S. men's national team, the World Cup roster has not been finalized yet, but they do have two more tune-ups coming this month. Uh, just in a few days, they have uh, friendlies versus Japan and Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. So the Japan, the, the Japan game is in Germany of all places. Um, and then I'm trying to see where the Saudi Arabia game is. I forget off the top of my head, but either way, both of these games are happening uh, just here in the end of the month. So there's been a camp players have been called in. Uh, there have been some injuries that kept guys like Zach Steffen. He's not been called in because yep. he has an injury. Anthony Robinson has not been playing because he has an injury. We know about miles Robinson, mm-hmm. but the Anthony Robinson thing is a little more of a situation that, was not as anticipated. Hopefully Great magician, he'll be okay. the Jedi. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Uh, and then Timothy Weah, he has been injured as well, and his injury's taken a little longer to get right than than we had hoped. So and your star boy okay. isn't even playing. Who's my star boy? I was gonna say Pulisic is playing. He, oh yeah, he yeah, got yeah. called up, but he is yes, not playing. He's, he's not playing. I wonder yeah. if Greg's gonna stick to that. Isn't he the one who's like, well, if you're not playing over in Europe, and if you're not playing regular minutes, then we're gonna have to drop you. Like, yeah, you gonna do that to Christian? I wonder what's going to happen. And that's, you know, the internet will get set on fire either way, whichever way it goes, if they, if he, if he does that or not. And so there's a little bit of a battle too, for the striker role. Like who's going to be the striker on this team? No PFOC, right? Yeah. PFOC did not get called in. Neither did Haji Wright for those who were wanting to see him. So Jordan PFOC, Haji Wright, those are like, oh man. Yeah. You like this guy or that guy, but have you heard of Jordan PFOC? Like, but rightfully so (laughs) he's very good. He has been talented. He's been playing really well. But he did not get called in. Uh, Josh Sargent, Ricardo Pepe, of course, are battling for a spot there along with Jesus Ferreira. Uh, other guys that did not get called in that I was thinking of from the the going to make people mad and angry and yell part of this. <laughs> it was uh, Brandon Vasquez getting left off. I know mm. is going to set some people off down in Cincinnati land, but I don't care. Doesn't need. He, sorry, you're not. You've had a nice year. You're not going to the World Cup. Doesn't make any sense. Well, good news for him is that he won't have to wear those atrocious jerseys. Oh, well, you know what? You don't either. And uh, we get paid nothing for telling you this, I, but I will do a favor to uh, our guys at Supporter Supply. It's way better. They do a great job. They made jerseys, home and away versions. Both of those at Supporter Supply are better than anything I have seen from, quite honestly, most of the people who make them professionally, like Nike mm-hmm. and Adidas and all that but certainly better than the U.S. version of the kit this year. Uh, but you should also, if you are a you know fan of Mexico or Canada, if you're not a U.S. soccer fan, they have jerseys for those two, and those are kick-ass. Like, they're, the Mexico jersey is sick looking. I'm not buying one. Obviously, I'm a USA fan, but that Mexico <laughs> jersey is it's straight fire. It's great. I love it. So I anyway. will buy a Team Canada jersey because of my undying love for the Vancouver Whitecaps. There you go. That's right. Huge Canada's Jonathan done, David fan. You. I know. You love him so much. Mm-hmm. That's great. And Alfonso Davies. Him too. Yes. Not Jonathan David. I like Jonathan David too. It's a different story for a different day. Jonathan Davis? Corn? 
lead singer? I different think. guy. Different guy. Not playing striker. You know no, what? Definitely no one in playing Corn, did they play at 1997? Uh, why am I blanking on the big music festival? Ozfest? Nope, not Ozfest. Why am I blank? I just watched a documentary out the other day. It was a total disaster up in oh, New York. Oh, uh, uh, Woodstock. Yeah. They may have. I don't know. I don't know either. But I that was a disaster like the first game in Cutter. Here's what I know about corn. It has the juice. It's corn. <laughs> it's a big it lump of knobs. Yes, yeah, a big lump of knobs. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not how that song goes. We should mix those two. Mix corn with the corn kids song. Yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> All right. This is dumb. We're done. <laughs> this is dumb. We'll see you next week. We'll see you in Zafting. Have a good week of soccer, and we'll talk to you then.